Thank you for joining us. In today's world, we as grandparents and great-grandparents play major roles in the lives of our grandchildren and great-grandchildren. The question is, what are we doing to influence their lives? Much is said about the financial, healthcare, and elder care impact upon the world. Yet very little is said about the priority of establishing a solid spiritual legacy to be passed down from generation to generation and leave it to God to take care of the rest. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us. All ten of your children were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house and suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you, Job. Verse 20, then Job arose tore his robe and shaved his head and he fell to the ground. That's enough to make you fall to the ground. But look what I, look what he does. He worshiped. Let me pause right there and talk to you parents and grandparents. Parents and grandparents never allow tragedy to stop you from worshiping your God. Did you get what I said? Never allow the tragedies in this life to stop you from worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. Worshiping Christ keeps your mind healthy. Worshiping Christ keeps you balanced in your thinking and you don't allow your emotions to rule you. Worshiping Christ keeps your mind sound where you're not deceived and confused and taken aback. Verse 21, Job said, look, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return. In other words, he says, I came with nothing. I may have gotten wealthy, but I'm going to leave with nothing. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. What a spiritual perspective. What a spiritual perspective. Parents, grandparents, Christians, don't lose your spiritual perspective in a crisis. He says, blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. In the midst of Job's horrendous crises, I believe what kept Job from going under was his spiritual insight in in the midst of his crises. Grandparents, in the midst of this pandemic, we need spiritual insight from God to minister to our children, to minister to ourselves. You got to minister to yourself so you can minister to others. To minister to our children as well as our grandchildren. You need to cry to God and ask, Lord, give me a word for my child, my niece, my nephew, my sister, my brother, my parents. Give me a word from the Lord. They're holding on to my words. You've allowed me to be the matriarch, the patriarch. Lord, don't let me mess this moment up. Help them to see God all over me. And, and, and if your grandchild doesn't have faith in God, you give them a faith that they can keep looking at. And, and, and that they can one day hold on to 
and, and they'll catch the vision of what it means to, to trust God in troubled times. Ooh. In Job chapter 2, verses 4 through 9, it says, So Satan answered, So Satan answered, The Lord has said, Skin for skin, yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bones and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. Satan has the ability to kill you, and he will kill you if it's not for the protective hand of God. He says, but you spare his life. Now, I'm going to let you do whatever you want to do to him, but you can't kill him. That's the one condition. <laughs> isn't that sweet? Isn't that? And don't do one of us say, now, I'm going to let Draper, I'm going to let whoever you are out there go through some things. But I'm not going to let the devil kill you. I know he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But it's going to get bad in your life, and you're going to have some tough days. But I'm not going to let him kill you. Verse 7, so Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a posture. You say, what is that? This is a piece of, of clay pottery uh, which, with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. This man is in the ashes, humiliated in the ashes. Everything he has is gone. And he's sick. He's, his body is itching. He didn't have a pharmacist. He didn't have a he didn't have a, a Walgreens. He didn't have a CVS. He had to take some clay pottery with a little edge and begin to scratch the itch that couldn't stop itching. Then his wife said to him, "You know when you're down, some folk know how to pile on. They show no mercy." They just text you. They won't even call you. Listen, when you're going through a trial, you don't need a text. You need a call. You need a visit. You, you, somebody need to hear that voice. Sometimes even a text is inappropriate. I'm so, I'm so glad texting wasn't back then. Somebody would have texted Job. Oh, God. Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Hey, man, get over that faith. Look at yourself. Curse God and die. Better watch where you get your counsel from. I, I submit to you today, bad counsel can come from anybody. You better pray and sift the counsel you receive. Bad counsel can come from your wife, your husband, your child, your, your, your grandchildren, a politician, a media personality, a pundit. Be careful about your counsel. Curse God and die from Mrs. Job. You know, he could have told her woman, shut up. He said, you talk like a foolish woman. That's a nice way of saying you talk like a fool. He said, you know, <laughs> 
even if you're going to tell the truth, you know, uh, kind of, you know, soften it a little bit, you know. He could have said much more. And some of y'all overtalk yourself when somebody say something you don't like. You overtalk yourself. You say that? Well, I, I, wait, wait a minute. And oh, you let them have it because they said it the wrong way. They, y'all give people a break sometimes. Sometimes they mean well, they're just saying it the wrong way. They don't, they don't even know how to minister to you. They don't even know what to say. And sometimes when they open their mouths like Job's friends uh, in the passage a little later on, we can't get there, dumb comes out their mouth. <laughs> and if you're spiritual, you'll understand that and won't hold that against them. Our bad days pale in comparison to Job's horrific day as he was inundated with consecutive devastating news. Grandparents, since adversity is inevitable inevitable in life, do all you can to prepare your children and grandchildren for crisis that they are sure to encounter in life. They learn from watching and listening to you, parents and grandparents. Like Job, it is possible to love God and live righteously and still experience crisis and depression. Just because you love God and just because you live righteously doesn't mean you are exempt from depression. In Job 3 verses 11 through 12, we see Job experiencing situational depression because of a series of catastrophic events occurring in his life. The scripture says in verse 11, why did you, look at this, why it's a book of poetry. This man talks so poetically in his suffering. Why did I not perish at birth and die? As I came from the womb. In other words, Lord, why did you let me be born? Why were there needs to receive me and breasts that I might be nursed? Let me park right there and say an insight God gave me. Things got so bad for Job until he wished he had not been born. Satan told God, uh, I, I get him to curse you. The wife said, curse him and die. But you notice, Job, notice Job cursed his birth, but he did not curse his God. In the midst of his crisis, Job was being truthful about himself. You say, how do you say that? Look in 26, first words, I have no peace. No quietness, no rest, but only turmoil. Wow, look at that. I have no peace. Underline that. No quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. In this pandemic, if you let the media uh, shape your thinking and you look at TV from from 8 o'clock in the morning, to two o'clock in the morning, the next morning, you living on social media and the cell phone and what pundits are saying and the politicians are saying and this person is saying, I tell you, when you look at the fighting and the riots, the lawlessness in our society, if you let that, if you allow that consume your thinking, 
you'll have no peace, no quietness, no rest, but only turmoil. In the midst of his crisis, Job was being truthful about himself. You ought to get that. In the midst of his crisis, Job was being truthful about himself. You know, if you're going to get healed of, of, of depression, don't deceive yourself. Don't act like you got it all together when you don't. Confront yourself with the truth about yourself. You know you better than anybody else but God. God knows you better than anybody else, but the next person that knows you better than anybody else is yourself. Job 30, 15 through 31 also says, look what, look what Job says, Terror, terrors overwhelm me. My dignity is driven away. It's on an ash pile, ash heap. By, as by the wind, by uh, my safety vanishes like a cloud. And now my life ebbs away. Days of suffering grip me. Night pierces my bones. You know, at night, it's something about the aches and the pains in the night. We grow more in the night than we do in the day. And you, sometimes you struggle on the day, but when, it, when night comes, it's something about night that brings the worst out of your health. Night pierces my bones. My knowing pains never rest. In his great power, God becomes like clothing to me. He binds me like the neck of my garment. He throws me into the mud. I am reduced to dust and ashes. Here is an extremely wealthy man of God. Good reputation. And now finds himself sitting in ashes with absolutely nothing but God. Nothing but God. Beloved, bad things happen to godly people. Okay? Bad things do happen to godly people. Verse 20, I cry out to you, God, but you do not answer. I stand up, but you merely look at me, God. You turn on me ruthlessly with the might of your hand. You attack me. You snatch me up and drive me before the wind. You toss me about in the storm. I know you will bring me down to death to the place appointed for all the living. In other words, things got so bad that Job thought death was imminent. Now, don't be too hard on brother Job here. We know the end of the story. Job didn't, okay? He didn't know how God was going to let him survive and was going to restore everything at the end of his life. He didn't know that. Just like we don't know how this pandemic is going to end. We don't know the end of this. Things got so bad, the, and perhaps even today the virus can get so bad that you think death is imminent for you. Oh, I'm going to die. I was in a pastor's meeting one day recently. We were talking about some things as it relates to our nation, and I fell down on my knees. When I got ready to respond, I thought I raised my hand after they had done all this discussing. 
I fell on my knees. And when I looked around, every pastor in there was on his knees. Because of what we were going through, the riots and all this, and how we should, as pastors, should be ministering and so forth and so on. And I prayed. And I prayed. And I prayed. And when we finished, one of the prominent preachers in the city said twice, brothers, what we just heard is from God. What we just heard is from God. And there was a Hispanic pastor. His mask was all off by that time. And he came over and he laid his hand. I didn't know this pastor's name. And he laid in locks on my shoulder and just started crying. And just weeping all them tears were running off. I said, oh, I didn't tell him in my, I didn't pray out like that, but I was saying to myself, oh God, I'm going to die. He's all in my face. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. Oh, oh, it's over, God. You know, I was just become paranoid. I don't have my mask. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. You know, this thing got us so paranoid. I forgot about the man who was just overwhelmed with the prayer. And I was so ministered to, I was thinking about my own self and my own demise. I, I, let me just say a word to you. Uh, yes, wear the mask. Yes, use the sanitizer. Yes, use good sense. Yes, don't be negligent. But be willing to still minister to people. If somebody accidentally touch you or get a little in your space, don't pass out. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Don't pass out. Don't pass out. Don't, don't. <laughs> and oh, by the way, I, was, I had them laughing when I was preparing earlier in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the back earlier this morning. And so if somebody actually grab your hand or something like this and grab your hands, uh, let me tell you, let me give you an etiquette tip. Don't take out your sanitizer and wipe your hands right then. <laughs> Ooh, they nasty. You just take it out and you all in their face and you just, you know. <laughs> yeah, come on. Let, let them, at least let them leave your present, then they ooze it out. <laughs> you all in there. Oh, you touch me. You touch me. You know. And Jesus touched the lepers. Don't pass out because they touch you. I'm, wait till they leave. Then reach in, pull it out. And then come. And then move on. Don't be insensitive. I, now that's just an add in. That wasn't written. But somebody need that. But some, I'll tell you what. This virus can make you Paranoid. It can make you paranoid. So, so, oh, good night. I almost forgot where I was. I got so into it. Uh, so, 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 verse 24. Let's go to 24. Uh, Surely no one lays his hands on a broken man when he cries for help in distress. Verse 25. Have I not wept for those in trouble? Has not my soul grieved for the poor? Yet when I hope for good, evil came. When I look for light, then came darkness. 
Usually, I'm deviating, just say a word here. Usually people in depression are in a pit. They're in a dull, dull place. And and seemingly they can't get out. Verse 27, the churning inside me never stops. Days of suffering confront me. I go about blackened, but not by the sun. I stand up in the assembly and cry. For help, verse 29, I have become a brother of jackals and a companion of isles. Underline that. God was just showing me so much. Look, I have become, I have become, look what it says, a brother of jackals and a companion, a companion of isles. He said, what's that saying? Here, Job felt so lonely and so isolated. And you can insulate and isolate yourself in the name of a virus until you bring on your own mental health challenges. You can become so paranoid, nobody's around you, and you jogging in your mask, nobody's right, are they 20 feet from you? And I say, how is that person even breathing? You always get everything. You know, when the owls and the jackals become your friends, that means you're you're isolated and you're lonely. Verse 30, my skin grows black and peels. Skin was coming out. You know, what you call the person that deals with the skin? Dermatologist. Yeah, dermatologist. You weren't a dermatologist back in that those days. To treat him and put some cream and some salve on it and hopefully it clears itself up. It wasn't nobody. He, was, he didn't have time uh, to deal with um, the, the things that, uh, well, that, that you can put on yourself to make your face not drop and all this stuff. You know. My skin grows black and pill. My body burns with fever. My liar is tuned to mourning. What no happy songs? You, you don't have a, that's why I say, watch the songs you sing. We say, I'm gonna sing a song. Uh, uh, you know, I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain. Don't bring the, look, if I'm down, I don't want no rough side of the mountain. I want, I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining. Every day, I don't, don't don't give me no sad, sad songs. Just make you more depressed. Watch the songs you sing. You need some joyful Jesus, exhilarating, uplifting songs. My lyre is tuned to mourning, and my pipe to the sound of wailing. Here is Job and depression, which came from a loss of property, death of his children, discouraging words from his life. Telling him to curse God and die. Loneliness, suffering, sickness, fever, and painful boils to no relief. I thought I was going to get, I better stop right there. I got some good one. I, want, I wanted to go on to Elijah. And I wanted to go on to some others, but I believe I better stop right there.
I submit to you today. You can learn how to handle depression from looking at biblical characters who live through it. And oh, do I have some accounts for you next Sunday. If the Lord lets me see next Sunday. You all, there is hope. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Grandparents, you speak in faith. You trust God. You hold on. You love God. And let nobody, nobody tell you what you can't do. With God, all things are possible. And you be encouraged that our God is still on the throne. How many of you know God is still on the throne? How many of you know that God is still on the throne? And I'm going to tell you, in the midst of it all, he still works miracles. And all God's children said. And Father, we thank you for this message. Straight from your word. Oh, how we need it. Because depression is affecting football players, basketball players, superstars, common people, ordinary people, regardless of race, regardless of socioeconomic status. You brought us here to hear this message, to give us hope. And to let us know, with God, all things are possible. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, amen. You here today as a grandparent, a great-grandparent, a parent, a young person, a single person, a young adult, Jesus is able to pull you out of your pit and establish your feet on solid ground. (laughs) Your presence here today is no accident. Before the stars were flung into space, Before the earth turned on its axis, God knew you would be sitting here to hear this message so that you can rise up and live again. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.com. MaranathaSA.org, where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. 